Hello to all our wedding planning couples. I'm Tara and welcome to the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. I'm excited to share my creativity and 14 years experience as a professional wedding planner and decorator. And I'm Josh and we're so happy you're joining us for some solid down to earth wedding planning advice that I've accumulated over my 18 years in the industry. We believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting and coordination services. Visit us at completewedo.com for more information. Music is a soundtrack of life. So how do you make your wedding day soundtrack memorable, inclusive, and representative of you as a couple? Today we talk about making it awesome and all you. And Tara, I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, turn the tables here. And rather than me asking you questions, I think this might be a little bit more uh, up my alley. That's right. Yeah, I uh, definitely tell my clients as your wedding planner, you do not want me as your DJ. Uh, that is definitely not something that I would say is in my forte. So we are going to turn the tables and you being a DJ and with the company for several years kind of have a little bit better idea of when it comes to picking out all those songs. Yep, I uh, tell everybody that my DJing tenure recently was able to vote. It just barely missed out on the last election. But yeah, I've been doing this for uh, just <laughs> over 18 years at this point. <laughs> Perfect. I'm the person that will say, I know that one song, it has that one tune, you know, kind of sounds like this. And yeah, finding names. And I would probably know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah, well, let's get into when we are talking about important songs for your big day. Um, I think we both kind of agree there are some top ones that come to mind that a couple should choose first. What would you say those are? So what I always tell couples is when you're picking music, I can work with very little direction, but there's four songs that I absolutely cannot pick for you and there has to be meaning behind them or you're gonna regret not putting more thought into these songs. And these four songs, and I would put them in this order, are the bride's processional. So that's what you as a bride walk up the aisle to, your first dance, your recessional out of the ceremony when you walk out as a married couple for the first time, and then your grand entrance. So let's kind of go down the list. So starting with the bride's processional, I always tell couples, err on the side of being timeless and so picture yourself on your 10th 20th 30th 50th you know god willing wedding anniversary and think about the song when you're at your grandkids wedding that you want to go out and dance to and you're going to be happy that you picked that song so put yourself in that headspace and think of the song that you know you're going to love that far down the road and I would say take the uh, same thought process when you're when you're doing your first dance and just make sure that not only are you thinking that, but think that as a, you know, as a, as a couple and make sure that the song has the memory for for both of you. So the bride's uh, processional, you can think, you know, of yourself as a bride and, and be a little more, uh, I, I guess I'll say uh selfish on that one just for lack of better terminology pick a song that personally has meaning for you that you want to you know walk in and see the the transition of your life happen in real time but for the first dance be timeless with uh your spouse uh so then getting into the other two this is where i tell couples think a little bit more of the uh the trendy and the now because these are the songs that are going to be 
the happy time at the end of the, the ceremony. And then also when you're walking into the reception hall with your wedding party. And so feel free to be a little more kitschy with those and uh, pick, pick a bit of a trend. And the direction that I always give couples for, for those two songs are picture you and your future spouse driving down the road, you're listening to the radio, you're talking, you're not really paying attention to anything. What's the song that comes on that makes you stop and sing along and just really drop whatever conversation you had? That's your perfect wedding recessional song. And then think about the uh, group of friends that are part of your wedding party and think about the song that high school, college, whatever time you were all together, how you knew these people, what was the song that started the party, got everybody on the dance floor when you were out for a night out or just completely disrupted whatever conversation you were having. And that's how you pick those songs. My jam. <laughs> Your jam, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Absolutely. So going back to that bride's processional, I would just add a, a few bits of, you know, pointers there. I have a lot of clients that ask me, you know, does it need to be instrumental? Does it need to have words? I would probably say you would agree with me here that it really doesn't matter. Um, the one thing that I would caution them on, if you're choosing a song that has words, think about how long that walk actually is. If that walk is like 10 seconds, you're probably not going to get all the words of a song in that have the true meaning. And so whether that means you cue the song at a different time so that you are getting just the chorus line that's important to you, or you maybe have the song play a little bit before you walk down, but obviously if you have too much of a break where a song's playing and you're not moving, there's some hesitation where the guests start to be like, okay, where is she? Where is he? Um, so just make sure that you, you know, kind of think through how long that walk is going to be and where that song is. Um, where I think the other ones, you know, the grand entrance could also be something that if you choose a song that it's the chorus line that really is your, your pump up, your jam, make sure that you, communicate that with your DJ that you want a certain part of the song so that that meaning actually gets, you know, through to the, your guest and whatnot. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. And any good DJ will tell you that it's no problem to go to a specific part of a song. And, you know, if you, if you ask us, um, we're generally more than happy to uh, give you our two cents. And, you know, a lot of times with, with the processional music for the bride in particular, that's a question that I'll, that I'll ask. I mean, one of my recent pre-calls, uh, they picked this really great country song that has a really long intro. And I mean, I kind of know better that that's not the part that you want. You want the actual words and, and the lyrics, but it's just a, a pretty simple question and just something to think about. And, you know, if there's a specific part of the song, don't be afraid to jump to that specific part of the song. Great. Well, moving on to some of what we would call the secondary songs that are still very important to your day, probably going to be ones that you remember for years to come. What would you say those songs are? So that list of songs are going to be prob probably in this order as well. The father-daughter song, the mother-son song, uh, an anniversary dance, and then any other songs for the wedding party to process in when you're talking about the wedding ceremony. So let's get into the, the father, daughter and mother, son, cause you're kind of cutting everything from the same cloth. Um, if you really don't want to put the extra thought into it, a really nice gesture is to ask your parents to pick the song. I mean, that's what I did when I got married. I had my mom uh, pick the song and she came back with, uh, 
with uh I, I don't even remember what it was but it was uh it was kind of a polka song growing up and i ended up throwing in uh another um like nursery rhyme that i remember me sing her singing to me growing up so that was kind of a nice little surprise so you can do things like that um but i would i would say if you're trying to pick the song think of a song that says thank you to your parents for you know raising you right enough that you're able to get married and not be living in their house and stuff like that but uh it, it's definitely a nice gesture to ask them to pick the song and uh, a lot of times parents are really going to appreciate the opportunity to do that because they can use that as kind of a reverse nostalgia and uh they're saying you know thanks for being my kid and this is how i feel about you um so a little extra bit that i'll throw in father-daughter songs there's uh no shortage of songs that were actually written for that and you can find it in about any genre so um it's really easy to uh, just open up the country catalog and just google you know country song father daughter dance and you'll you'll see a litany of uh of songs um you know some of them in particular alan jackson just put out a new album and it's called song for my daughter's wedding <laughs> and uh, it, it's specifically called that so there's uh there's a lot of um you know, purposeful songs, Tim McGraw, My Little Girl, Bob Carlyle, Butterfly Kisses. I mean, those songs were written for one thing and one thing only. Um, if you look, uh, you can also see, I think it's uh, Tony Curtis music. He has a song for every single part of a wedding ceremony. He has a song called Mother Son Dance. Uh, I generally think his music is a little, you know, kind of cheesy and over the top. But if that's the vibe you want to go with, you're not going to find more perfect specifically produced music for moments like that than than his catalog uh so the next one that i threw out is the anniversary dance which is if you see a dj bring everybody out on the dance floor and say whoever's been married the uh, shortest amount of time we're going to find out who's been married the longest and you start counting you know up time so like one year five year ten years so forth um that's always a nice thing to do and if you have grandparents still with you that have 50 plus years in that's a great way to kind of showcase and honor them on the day and get them up for one special dance and in the in the dance with them out in the middle of the dance floor so if you have uh somebody in your guest list whether it's a family or friend that has an extended marriage uh behind them you know one that's somebody you should be looking to as an example and and two it's a good uh gesture to uh, highlight them and then the last part that I put was other processional songs at the beginning of the ceremony. Uh, like I said before, the bride's entrance is one of the two most important songs the entire wedding day. Uh, what the uh, parents and the other wedding party walk into, it's nice to have a good song for that as well. But, um, you know, you can definitely get a suggestion from the DJ or just throw a nice, uh, a nice um, instrumental song. <clears throat> There's some really traditional songs you can google them see all your canons of d canon and d's of the world uh the piano guys also do some really nice versions of pop songs that are that are really tasteful and i would say that's probably the most common music that i'm using for processionals including the bride's entrance these days yeah absolutely i would agree with all of that and i would definitely when it comes to thinking about your your overall processional when it comes to the ceremony to again think about that timing if you only have you know one set of grandparents and two or three bridesmaids they can probably go into the same song if you're trying to get 
eight bridesmaids and groomsmen's in plus, you know, four sets of grandparents and parents, you know, then that's when you need to potentially choose multiple songs for each group. And so just keep in mind what that uh, timing looks like and to make sure that your, your DJ or whoever's playing, you know, ceremony music doesn't have to, in a sense, hit repeat because there's typically still a little bit of a pause there. And, you know, that's not what we're looking for. So just think through that. When it comes to father, daughter, mother, son, um, I'm just curious, what's your opinion when you see those um, be choreographed and you get, you know, the father, daughter doing a fun dance or the mother, son doing a really fun dance? I mean, I think any choreographed dance is fun. And then, you know, part of this is talking about making the soundtrack you and personalizing your day. If, uh, if that's a relationship that you have with your parents where you guys have fun like that and putting a dance together is something that you truly enjoy doing, then I would say 100% go for it. That's a great thing to make sure that if you don't have a video, uh, make sure that you have cell phones out and that somebody's ready to go with it. I, I always love seeing Let's that. Let's make dad and, go viral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, th those are some of the, the best videos on, on YouTube as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And the other point I would give on father, daughter, mother, son, like don't, if you are somebody, and I have a lot of couples like this, where they're like, I do not want to be center of attention more than I have to, or maybe it's your parents that don't want to be center of attention, then definitely team those two up. And so basically your, you know, father and daughter and mother, son are happening to the same song. You guys are all four dancing. Um, and then I've seen, which I really liked where, you know, maybe that song only plays for like a minute or so. And this could be when you guys are dancing, you know, as that group, or even if you're just dancing with father, daughter, you know, separately about a couple minutes in, you can then invite all father daughters or all mother sons to the dance floor. So that again, you don't feel like you're that center of attention for the whole three minute song or feel free to just cut that song short and dance to whatever you feel comfortable with. Every song does not have to be played till the end. Yep, cut after the first chorus is what I always say. If you just really don't wanna be out there, cut after the first chorus. Um, I generally try to tell couples take this moment, you know, you'll be happy you did. I'll, I'll play the music at a lower volume and just use this as an opportunity to stand out there, talk to your mom, talk to your dad, talk to your, your spouse. And, you know, yeah, everybody's going to be looking at you, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I say that as somebody that doesn't mind people looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, then let's get into kind of, I know that, you know, throughout, um, you know, maybe the the ceremony music we pretty much cover, but throughout the reception, there's obviously other things that, you know, as, as a wedding planner, I would say are kind of those important moments I put on my timeline, besides just the dance the night away. And so what would those songs be in your opinion? Yeah, so uh, the first ones we talked about, the four that you have to have, those are the must-haves. It's uh, critical to the event. The The ones we just talked about now are the uh, nice-to-have slash really nice-to-have. So now we're getting into the if-we-have-the-time-and-resources type of uh, realm. And so some of them that we would, we would think about are bouquet and garter songs, cake cutting song, uh, last song of the night, um, specific music for dollar dance if you're doing that, which... Um, anybody on the coast that doesn't do that it's a general midwest tradition where you'll have everybody line up and you throw a couple bucks to uh the maid of honor and best man and they'll have people in line so you get a chance to dance with the bride and groom it's a nice chance to talk to them it's a nice chance to throw a couple bucks at them for their honeymoon is is generally what that ends up being um but so the first thing that i would say about this is when you get into 
picking these songs i would only recommend doing it if you have a really strong opinion on it or if you have time i would not tell a couple to make time to pick these songs because that's really just things that you could possibly be spending mental energy on where you would be better served um getting your table arrangements you know more dialed in something to that effect so that's that's the cautionary piece that i would throw out but from a from a cake cutting song you can do the the cheeky cake by the ocean you can pick another you know i've seen uh frank sinatra like love and marriage is one that i've that i've seen a handful of times um you know you, you can pick to a the chapel exactly exactly you can you can pick anything that's talking about sugar maroon five sugar uh you can you can do any of that that you want to so if you want to if you want to pick a song to draw attention to the cake cutting uh i've seen a lot of couples these days that don't necessarily want to draw a ton of attention to cake cutting they just want to get their pictures and to uh some degree uh anytime i i announce a cake cutting if i see a bunch of people stand up i'll always get on the microphone and say make sure that you are standing behind the professional photographer and the professional videographer because they're the ones that are paid to be here and they're the ones that you have to let get the shot so make sure you're standing behind them so that's uh that's a thing about that um so then the next ones bouquet and garter toss these are pretty easy as far as i'm concerned if you don't have a song that's just your girl song or your guy's song that wasn't your grand entrance uh with the ladies you're talking about single ladies or girls just want to have fun so just pick one whatever genre you like and if you're talking about the guys it's another one bites the dust or oh yeah which is the song that the ferrari comes out on ferris bueller's day off so those are the, those are the two songs there for for that and so you can uh, feel free to pick one of those um dollar dance i generally if i'm doing a dollar dance i try to pick slow songs that probably aren't going to be somebody's song and uh, turn the volume down a little bit because part of this is you're talking to the couple. If you spend time picking those songs, uh, just make sure that there's a purpose that you have for it. I, I did have one wedding where they wanted every song to have money as part of it. So they would, they, they, they wouldn't really just genre all over the place. So it was like Steve Miller, take the money and run, Pink Floyd money. Um, it was uh, Money Ain't a Thing, which is a hip hop song. And that was, a, that was a lot of fun. And that was a fun, uh, you know, dollar dance to curate. But um, it, it's one of those, if you're doing the dollar dance correctly, I personally think you're not even listening to the music. Uh, and then, so the last one, uh, last song of the night. Um, if you feel really strongly about how you want the night to end, then by all means, pick this song. But I think as a DJ, it's nice to pick what the last song is going to be about half an hour left in the dance because you've got a vibe of who's going to be there, you know, who are the people that are going to be standing around at the end of the night with you that uh, everybody's going to be trying to get out of the hall so you're not in breach of your contract by not having people out on time. Uh, and uh, I, I like that to be a little more on, on site because I look at a wedding dance as kind of a living, breathing thing that takes on a life of its own and that song is uh is is no exception yeah i've always loved when my couples do a last song of the night and they have all of their whatever guests are left to kind of circle around them the circle salute basically and you know circle around them and then they dance to the center you know in the center to you know one last slow song kind of thing but then i do think that there's definitely some parties that are like no you know we really want to end on a razor i guess you'd say and so picking a song that really you know they can still be in a circle and you know kind of gather into you but maybe it's you know you start slow and then in with something a little more fun 
um, I think that's always a great thing. And, you know, as you said, dollar dance around here is definitely very popular. Um, I just recently had the a dollar selfie instead. They're like, we don't want to dance with all of these people. Instead, we would rather they can take their picture. Everybody wants a picture with the bride and groom. And so they paid to have, you know, basically you stood up there and paid a dollar to take a selfie with the with the couple um, and really the photographer took it. So I guess it really wasn't a selfie, but um, that's a fun, fun little unique twist on that. Um, okay, so let's think about when, you know, I'm, I'm, let's pretend I'm getting married and, you know, I hear this a lot as a wedding planner. I've created my playlist and, you know, here I'm going to turn it over to the DJ. Let's talk about creating playlists and should a couple create a playlist and kind of how should they or, you know, work with their DJ in creating that playlist for certain aspects of the day? Yeah, so let's, uh, let's kind of break this into different blocks of music. So um, let, let's just assume that you're doing the ceremony and reception in the same place. So this is the full, you know, complement of music that we're talking about. And so um, let's start with you've got your ceremony gathering or your prelude as, as that's traditionally called as guests are showing up, you have your cocktail hour, you have your dinner timing, and then you also have the dance. So I think the dance is kind of going to be its own section. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little more detail. But so let's start with uh, the ceremony gathering and the prelude. This is the period of time where you've got about a 30 minute period of time before the ceremony starts. Uh, so that before you start your processional where you've got guests that are showing up and sitting down. So I'm generally a believer that this music should be instrumental and it just needs to be exactly what it is, which is just purely background music. Cause uh, just picture what it's like when you're going to a wedding that you're not standing up in, you're finding your seat and you're seated around a ton of people that maybe you saw recently, but most likely you haven't seen in a while. And so usually nice, uh, you know, courteous, casual visiting is what's happening between people as they're gathering for a ceremony. So I'm, I'm saying this to, uh, to accomplish two things. One, know that instrumental music is going to complement that best that you play on a low volume. But the second thing, I, I don't think that it's a good use of, a, of time for a couple to put a lot of time and effort into that music. Because one, you're going to be in the back, you know, kind of freaking out because you're wanting everything to go perfect for your wedding ceremony. <laughs> and you ain't going to hear any of it. You won't hear a single bit of the song. And as I said, nobody's paying attention to it anyway. And so really any, any amount of time that you spend on that is just literally being taken away from somewhere, something else. That's my personal opinion. I'm more than happy to accommodate when couples, you know, show up and have really specific uh, background music for that. But, you know, if, if they ask for my thought or my advice on it, I'll, I'll tell them that, you know, you're, you're picking something that's uh, as inconsequential as it can possibly be. So the next place we'll go is cocktail hour and dinner music. And those can be two different playlists or they can be the same. And what I, as a DJ, you know, advise couples to do or, or personally like is um, give me an idea of the type of music that you want. And here's a suggestion where I'll always throw out, if you have uh, just strong music tastes that you like, but aren't good dancing songs, this is the perfect time to do it. When you're pumping people full of food and drinks, that is the perfect time for you to impose your musical will on everybody. And again, they're going to be talking again uh, to, to each other. So 
the music will be a little bit more of a background, but this is when guests start to be engaged and what kind of party it's going to be. Um, my personal uh, favorite is to play Frank Sinatra type of stuff. It, it fits a wedding. Um, there's a ton of music. There's great artists there, uh, both old and contemporary. You know, you got Michael Bublé, Frank Sinatra, all your Dean Martin's the Rat Pack, um, Dion Warwick's. Uh, you can go on and on and on, and there's great music in there, and you'll give a lot of people nostalgia, and you'll give a lot of the older guests a vibe that you're you know, playing music that they really enjoy. Um, but it's also cool to uh, mixing some of those personal tastes as well. So the most common thing that I'll do is uh, mix just some really old country and some like 90s country that aren't the good dancing songs that you're going to throw out. So you're not playing Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy during this. You're you're, you're playing uh, you're, you're playing more like the slow Garth Brooks, Clint Black type of music, um, you know, the good George Strait songs that there's just so many of them that we're, we're not going to dance to them all because we're going to be mixing music up. But um, acoustic alternative rock is another one. And I remember for my wedding, um, I'm really into that music. And so I made a playlist that was all uh you know, alternative rock. And it wasn't even just the acoustic stuff. It was just all the clean stuff. And it's like, look, you guys are drinking beer on us. You can listen to brand new and passion pit and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> you're you're going to be fine. And, you know, a lot of my friends thought it was great. Um, but, you know, feel free to take liberties with that. And I don't think that there's anything during cocktail hour that I would call inappropriate. And, uh, you know, some of the, the ethnic weddings that I've done, they'll, get traditional um I, I had one uh one wedding where it was a couple from uh, mexico and western africa and so it was all these traditional instrumental western african music with some uh, spanish guitar mixed together and it was just a perfect vibe for all the people that came together and that's the time to do that is, is cocktail hour and dinner music yeah, I would definitely agree. That's definitely on one of our episodes when we talked about theming your wedding and how to bring that theme to life. That right there is where you bring out that music. Um, as I've mentioned before, we got married in Jamaica. So that's when we used our, our time to play all the reggae music that we love and stuff like that. And so it kind of, again, sets that tone, helps personalize. But I agree with you. If those are things that you don't have a whole lot of, you know, don't care um, and you're not really going to listen to it and your guests are probably not going to remember those songs don't put a whole lot of effort that's where you can lean on your dj to really give you those suggestions and you know maybe you suggest if one or two songs three songs five songs max of what you want to during that and then they kind of roll with it so great advice there Definitely going into the dance party. Um, this is what people really kind of think about when they think about a wedding reception. Your DJ can make or break, I believe, your dance party. So it's great to really have that open communication with what you are looking for, um, but also definitely taking into what your guests want um, as well. So when a couple is choosing their um, wedding music for the actual dance portion of the evening, how involved do you think the couple should be? So what I, what I personally love is uh, when couples have a good handle on what they like, what their wedding party likes and what their close family likes. And they'll give you the uh, handful of suggestions um, for genres. They'll give you the list of must play songs. And then you can take requests from the audience and kind of read the audience. That's what I, that's what I personally like. I know that there's couples that just 
flat out um, believe that they have to put an in-depth playlist together to make sure that the vibe is captured. I would caution against that to to some degree. Um, if you feel like you have a really, really good handle, it is your friends and family. So if you got 250 people coming to the wedding and you know what everybody likes and what everybody's going to dance to, because your mom is one of nine kids and you know the music that that works and you know what your college friends like, then, you know, by all means, and I'm more than happy to accommodate things like that. But um, I, I definitely always caution, the more that you cater to the things that that you like, and the genres that you like, and the more rigid that you get on staying with a set number of songs, you can leave some really good real estate on the table from a guest request standpoint. And you might not see Uncle Bob come out and uh, do the dance that he always does um, because, you know, his song doesn't fit into the list. And uh, I know that, um, you know, the terminology that I'll hear most often is we don't want just the, uh, you know, tired, you know, overused wedding songs and things of that nature. I mean, they're tired and overused for a reason. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, Shout's going to get everybody on the dance floor regardless of, um, you know, where you're at and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna work. So there's a level of, um, you know, I, I prefer to be cut loose a little bit as a DJ after 18 years, I think I've earned that to a degree. Um, but I, I understand the apprehension and, uh, you know, a lot of it is just, uh, being upfront. Um, you know, I, I always encourage couples, if you have a big Spotify playlist you put together, send it to me. You know, if you have a big spreadsheet, send it to me. Cause I love getting to know you. And um, what I really like is when they highlight 10 songs in the spreadsheet and say, this lets you get to know us. This gives you an idea of the type of music we like. Here's the 10 that we absolutely have to have and uh, kind of rock and roll and make our guests dance after that. That's what I, that's what I personally like. And I would, I would say that I'm probably speaking for most DJs in this situation yeah. <laughs> about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I hear a lot uh, of the clients that call in are like, you know, we have a playlist, where do we send it? How do we send it? And then we'll read it. And it's like a hundred songs long. And then, you know, sometimes we'll hear after the fact, like they didn't get to all my songs. There's not enough time to get through sometimes all of the songs that a couple puts on their playlist. So definitely selecting a few of your favorites that kind of gets the gets the groundbreaking of exactly what you're looking for is a great start. Yeah, the other thing that I always tell couples when we get a big list is uh, we got to look at this to some degree as a math problem. And 100 songs, if they're three to four minutes a piece, I mean, you got three to 400 minutes worth of music, divide that by 60. And, you know, we're, we're beyond a four hour dance you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and generally speaking, uh, we, we've talked about timelines, um, shooting for a three to four hour dance, you know, a little bit over four is the uh, kind of sweet spot of timing that you're looking at. So just, uh, you know, think about it a little bit of, you know, critically speaking, if um, you have a five hour long Spotify playoff list or playlist, then there's a good chance you're not going to hear everything. So it's important to pick the really important ones. Yeah, I would also caution those that are creating a playlist is think about when those, you know, we, as, you know, as a company, as a DJ, are going to play those songs, you know, depending on what genre they are and where they fit throughout the night, we're going to play them all different times. And so if they are songs that you as the couple absolutely want to hear, you want to be on the dance floor, like mention those songs to your DJ. The last thing we want to do is be playing those songs while you're outside doing sunset pictures because you didn't tell us that was your ultimate absolute must have song and then you know 
we have to play it again because now you're in the room. <laughs> um, so definitely yeah, keep in mind when you want those played um, and don't be, you know, just again, that over communication we talk about a lot. Yeah, I mean, most DJs are going to be wired to not play a song more than once. Uh, that's just another mm -hmm. thing. And, and I would say most guests are going to be wired to not want to hear a song more than <laughs> once. And, you know, some of the most awkward situations are when you do play the bride's favorite song when she's doing sunset pictures or something to that effect. And, uh, you know, it's important to be clear with the DJ what songs you want to be in the room for. And I, I know that I always try to be mindful of that. If, if there's five requests on the list, um, that tells me these are five really important songs and I'm going to make sure that you're aware when I play them. And, uh, you know, a lot of times on the pre-call, ask if there's anything that I need to know about it to, to make sure cameras are ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So when, it, when we're talking about getting your guests involved in your playlist, um, how much do you think that the guests should have a say in what's being played that night? Yeah, so I mean, request is the best way to do that. There's, there's nothing better than uh, getting direct guest feedback of this is a song that we want to dance to. And, you know, a lot of a lot of times if I get a song that I somewhat question that anybody's going to dance, I'll just make the comment. I'm like, uh, you're giving me a song you want to dance to. Right. <laughs> and uh, the thing and about it is out. Uncle Bob, you requested this. Exactly, on the floor. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And if I think that it's not a good request or something that's too far out, I, I'm, I'm not you know, beyond doing that at all. Um, and, and I think that that's, uh, you know, all is fair and I love and dancing and stuff like that. But, um, the, the thing about it is you have no idea what kind of inside joke, um, could possibly be there. Uh, I'm going to throw a, a song out called living next door to Alice by a band called Smokey. Do you know what that song is? I do not. Okay. It's, uh, in my opinion, it's one of the, uh, lamest seventies pop songs that ever came out. And I, uh, absolutely love the song and I play it in my car and stuff like that. But there's a, there's a whole thing. Um, the, the song's about, uh, like the guy had a neighbor girl named Alice and she moves away and he's just like, Oh, I'm gonna have to get used to living next door, not living next door to Alice. And, uh, there's a chant that goes along after it. It can be as, uh, inappropriate or, appropriate as you want but it's something to the effect of who the heck is alice and you can go as far as you want with it um but i uh the first time i actually saw that song was at a wedding and i'm like yeah whatever i'll, I'll play the song i listened to it before it's dumb and it just absolutely killed it because everybody's out on the dance floor because whatever local bar that they all hung out at would play that song and everybody would be, would go crazy and it's an international thing it was actually something that was started by a uh, dutch producer and it's kind of made its way around the world. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you just, you never know. And so you got to rely on the people that are actually there being part of the party to help you out. Um, so I'll tell you the thing that I personally don't care for when you're trying to engage the guests is the, uh, you know, mail in a song request with your RSVP. Uh, you're definitely going to get some good feedback in there, but the thing that I would just caution is uh, you need to expect about one out of every three of those songs to come in as a slow dance. And it's a lot of people picking their wedding for a song. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate that you can't get through all of those, but um, you know, for the most part, couples are trying to keep the dance uh, as upbeat as possible. And I mean, we talked about the, the way to end a dance with a slow song and, and everything like that. And then a, a walkout song that's maybe a little more upbeat. I think that's a great way to end the dance, but I would say that more than half of my couples are keep it fast, play music to the wire, 
you know, I want, I want, uh, the music turned down, right at 1201 when the hall manager is coming over and, and things of that nature, but none of this lends to playing 30 slow songs. And so then you're, you're putting, you know, everybody in a position where they're going to be disappointed, you know, cause I, I don't like not getting through the list. If, uh, if it's, if it's not possible, that's something that does, you know, kind of personally bother me. And, and somebody wrote that song down for a reason. So they'd like to hear it. So uh, not saying not to do that. I'm just saying to, you know, be somewhat cautious or, and um, you could always roll those into the, the cocktail hour dinner music as well. Yeah, that's a good thought is to put them there. Yeah, I would say definitely you want a mix of some slow songs at some point to give people a breather, go get some water, maybe even some bread, uh, you know, get grandma and grandpa and your, you know, elderly up onto the dance floor that typically would probably only dance to those slow songs. So trickling some of those in throughout the night, but not overdoing it is, is definitely what I see. When it comes to kind of the the playlist and thinking about what your guests want to hear and what you don't like, um, I often get couples that say, we don't want a lot of those icebreaker songs, your cha-cha slide, your wobble, copperhead road, those kind of things. And and I totally get that. Those are kind of those overused wedding songs that most people are referring to. Um, but those are also, you know, the songs that get people on the dance floor. Would you agree that those are good too? trickle in every now and then or maybe when you are seeing a, a slow part of the dance floor um getting it picked back up with one of those yeah i mean i personally like to play one of those after a slow song <laughs> you know it's a yeah. good way to let everybody know hey uh you got your slow dances and uh we're, we're back now um no i'm a i'm a big believer that those being included is a big thing and i totally understand couples that don't like those um Again, you know your family and friends better than we do. If there's a, a chance that your family and friends like those songs and you just absolutely don't like them because they make your skin crawl, um, if you smoke, make that a time to smoke. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. if you <laughs> tell, tell the DJ, hey, I'm going out for sunset pictures, play the wobble now, you know, because I don't want to hear it. Um, and that would that would be the recommendation that I would make to couples is um, there's there's just a big degree of, yeah, it's your day, but if you want a full dance floor, you got to recognize that however many guests you have, it's kind of their day as well, if that's the, the level of interaction you want, and um, those dances work. I mean, there's, yeah. just, there's no two ways about it. Those dances work. Absolutely. Copperhead Road is the number one song I dance to, or the only song I should say I dance to when I'm a wedding planner. I get my thigh work out there. So <laughs> definitely encourage that one. When it comes to kind of when we say sets of music, um, and I, I think us being in the industry kind of know kind of the, the way of a wedding reception where you typically would a traditional playlist would be you're playing to your older crowd first as they you know kind of dinner is done and we want to get you know grandma and grandpa on the dance floor until they're leaving after cake um, and then maybe moving into kind of the stuff that's a little more edgier um, more of the the younger vibe would you agree that that's a good rule of thumb to make that transition and play the the young the older into the newer yeah I would definitely agree start with the uh, start with the older stuff and definitely play to the crowd. What I always tell couples is that my goal is that Sunday morning, the day after your wedding, when you're having brunch, opening gifts, whatever it is you're doing, you're going to be seeing people again. If your oldest relative and your youngest relative come up to you and tell you they had fun and you ended the night with your 
college high school friends uh you know wedding party type of people and you're on the dance floor closing the place down that to me is the definition of a successful wedding absolutely and the best yeah. way to do it is to play the older stuff at the beginning and you know if you can dance to drake you can dance to dexy's midnight runners just go out there and dance yeah and i will be um exhibit a i you know i got married when i was in the wedding industry already and thought that i knew everything um and my my dj amazing dj um and him and i had different opinions on what song to start our dance floor off with and i wanted the black eyed peas tonight is going to be a great night see i can't even remember names of songs but whatever that song is um that is i wanted that because i was like okay like that explains like what i'm trying to accomplish here and what it did though because we did the whole group photo so we had everybody there get on stage take the group photo and then i was like i want the first song right there to keep everybody on the dance floor let's do black eyed peas and he's like are you sure like do you really think all of that crowd is going to dance? And I said, like, yeah, you know, even my older crowd, you know, they're, they're into the newer stuff, but majority of my reception was my younger, you know, friends. And so, but he was right and I was wrong. And so like a few of my older crowds, you know, kind of stayed on because they weren't so sure, but majority of them left the dance floor and it was just my younger crowd. I was like, ah, oh, man, that's not the vibe. That's not what I wanted. I wanted everybody to stay. And so he had to quickly transition, you know, to like, we are family or I can't remember which one it was and to get them back on. But even that, like that transition right there kind of just set the tone, unfortunately, early for my older crowd. And they kind of thought, uh, I don't know, this may not be the vibe we want. Now, granted, we best DJ was able to kind of put it all back into perspective, um, but be weary of that because looking back, and again, that's a small detail that probably nobody else remembers from their day, but me being in the wedding industry, I overanalyze everything about my wedding day now. Um, and that's the number one thing I would change is I would have went back and played something that was an older, older song that really kept the party all of the party on the floor at that time yep group dance is also a good way to start that as well that's a yeah. good way to let everybody know this is the this is the realm we're in but yeah i mean uh, you know again you as a couple you know your family and friends better than than a dj possibly could but uh, a dj has done hundreds possibly thousands of weddings and uh they they know a little bit too so just have the conversation communicate and uh you know if that's something that you felt really strongly about like you did then you know it, it's definitely if it's a hill you want to die on die on it <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well any last bit pointers uh, about your reception music that you'd give to our listeners today yeah i mean the biggest thing we say this all the time weddings are supposed to be fun so just make sure that you're doing things to one make sure you're having fun and two, make sure that as many guests are having fun as possible just think of your guests think about all the weddings that you've been to and you want to hear your song and you want to make sure that your genre of music is is being played and your guests are no different and you know totally understand that the uh, burden of the expense is all on you and there's a there's a level of hey this is my day it's all about me um if part of that being all about you includes a ton of people closing the dance floor down with you, just know that they're going to have to be engaged to uh, stay around. And that may not directly line up with what you had in mind for music. And so just be open to, you know, pivoting off of, of what you're uh, doing and, you know, possibly taking the leash off the DJ if they, they manage to uh, engage people in a way that you didn't think was, was going to happen. 
Absolutely. Agree 100%. So again, over communicate. If your DJ has a planner, take the time to fill it out um, and make sure that you're giving us the, the at least the basics, fill out the basics, and then we can kind of fill in the rest. But take the time to put some thought into it because it is a big portion of your day. Yep, absolutely. No, I think that's all, uh, all I've got. That's, uh, that's a pretty big brain dump for me. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap on your personalizing your reception music. Cheers till next time. And take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got some helpful insight as you plan the big day. So until next time, I'm Tara with the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. And I'm Josh. Please make sure to subscribe to our channel and rate and review us if you like what you hear. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info. Happy wedding planning!